Daniel 6, and, um, and appreciate you being here. Good to have guests with us as well. Always a blessing to have uh, you know, people here that don't normally come. It's an encouragement to our church family, and we hope that God speaks to your heart tonight. Daniel chapter 6, and once you find it, uh, we'll go ahead and stand and just read a few verses here this evening. Daniel chapter 6. And uh, we're moving on from Daniel 5, kind of, okay? We've been in Daniel 5 for three services, and uh, we'll refer back to Daniel 5 um, a, a little bit. We'll go back and look at a few verses, but uh, um, we'll, we'll primarily just start here in Daniel 6 and, and look at the first three verses tonight. And uh, this, this goes similarly with the message I preached a Wednesday night a couple weeks ago on having the right spirit. And you know, I mentioned that, I didn't really go into what it means to have that, that spirit, but it comes up again. And I thought, man, it comes up again, we, we should probably talk about it, um, about Daniel's excellent spirit. Look at verse 1, it says, It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom an, 120 princes, which should be over the whole kingdom. And over these three presidents, over, sorry, and over these three presidents of whom Daniel was first, that the princes might give accounts unto them, and the king should have no damage. Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes, because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Wow. I mean, Daniel must have been consistent because every single person he came in contact with said, this is a guy that needs to be leading. But he didn't get where he was because he was the sharpest guy, the smartest guy. He was all those things. But the Bible says very clearly for the second time in two chapters, he got where he was because of his spirit. He had an excellent spirit. I would just want to talk about it to be simple tonight. And uh, for you, you know, Chiefs fans, I, I want to be mindful of the time this evening. No, actually, you know, you, some might say, well, why do, why do we never uh, cancel for the Super Bowl? Well, you need to pray that the Cowboys get in it. Then we might. <laughs> so that means we'll never cancel for the Super Bowl. <laughs> yes, we'll always be here Super Bowl night. No, um, I can laugh about my bad team. So, all right, I don't know. We should read the text again, but... At the very least, let's pray and ask the Lord to help us tonight. Lord, we do need you, and I, I don't want to make light of anything. I mean, it's good to have a, a good time in God's house, and good to be around friends and, and really family. We're so thankful for each other, and, and I pray tonight that you just help our spirit in the service to be what it needs to be, and help us to learn from Daniel. What a, what a privilege to get to study his character, and uh, I, I can't do justice to the kind of man he was even in a short study like this. But I just want to point some things out that I think will be a help to us. So Lord, help us. Bless the reading of your word. Meet with us. Speak to us through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Have you ever been around somebody that just had such a good, like a magnetic personality, a, a good attitude, a good spirit, you just couldn't help but want to be around them? I, I remember a few years ago, it was probably close to 10 years ago, going to a restaurant there in, in Stillwater, Oklahoma, and called the Boba Fusion Cafe. I don't know what that means, but, but it was a good place to eat. But they had, there was an owner there. Um, her name was uh, Min Chang, and she was very knowledgeable, very helpful. And every time you went in, she was just happy that you were there. She was one of those, in, those in people that made you really want to go back 
to that place. She just was joyful. She, was, she knew what she was doing. She was good at her job. Turns out she was the owner. She was very passionate about it because she owned it. And it was, was kind of her thing. And it became a favorite of ours, not just because of the food, but because of her spirit. I have a friend named Jonathan Pyle. And those of you, many of you know him. Um, Jonathan is, is a pastor in Idaho. Um, he's a godly man. He's a great father, great friend, and he's also crazy. So you know Jonathan, many of you. He's silly. He's funny. He's over the top. He's preached here before. He's impulsive. We were on staff together um, at a church in Oklahoma. He got me in trouble many, many times. But the thing I love about Brother Jonathan is he has a great spirit. It draws me to him, and everyone that meets him comments on that. I think about people right here in our church, and I could literally go down the, the pew and talk about people. I think about Miss Marlis DeBoer, and, and her, she's just a joy and an encouragement to me. She writes me some of the most uplifting cards and letters, and I just, her spirit refreshes me. Um, I was in the parking lot last week, and, and I was on a phone call and just waiting to come in, and and I, I noticed uh, Daniel Spillman, and he hasn't been here very long, but he's gotten very involved as much as he can, and I'm thankful for that. I was watching him the other day in the parking lot, and I, when I drove in, I noticed all the trash from the wind, the South Dakota wind that, that, that had blown up against the north side, against all the bushes up there, and it happens all the time. And when I get a chance, I go walk through and clean up those bushes. And there was, it was a Wednesday night, and there, were just, there was a lot of trash along there, and... Uh, I saw Daniel come and he parked, he got out of his car and then I didn't see where he went. And I was like, is he going to sneak up on me? Like, where is this guy? And I looked over and he was walking along the, the, bush, the bushes, cleaning up trash out of the road there. And I'm not here to lift him up, um, but that's the kind of spirit that he has and I'm thankful for it. And I look around the room, we have countless others to mention. And I, you know, if I start to do that, I'm going to get in trouble because I, I don't want to miss somebody or leave somebody out. Because all of you, I mean, on some level, there's an excellent spirit. And, and I just want to remind you tonight of the difference it makes when someone has a spirit of humility and service. It's hard not to be drawn to people like that. And we all ought to strive to be people like that. And here's how I describe it. I can't really put my finger on it. I just know it's a spirit thing. And that sounds a little bit weird, doesn't it? But that's the truth. And I can't tell you what makes somebody so, um, so special. Well, some of you, I can tell what makes you so special. But uh, I can't tell you what draws people to you or, or what makes you so, you know, so desirable to be around. And it, it's just a spirit thing. There are some people that just have a spirit that, that draws people in. And, and I think that's where we're at with Daniel. Um, because, yeah, there are a lot of descriptions about his spirit, um, but it, it's not like, you, you know, there, it's not like everybody who's intelligent is like this guy. That, yes, he's intelligent, but that's not everything. There's something else. Uh, yes, he has discernment, but that's not, that can't be everything. A lot of people have discernment. They don't, they, they don't have the impact that Daniel had. Uh, I just want to talk about Daniel a little bit tonight. It's a different kind of message but Daniel's been promoted under this new regime and if you'll remember in Daniel 5 it was uh, it started with Belshazzar reigning in Babylon and and then they had this big party with the Medo-Persian army surrounded the city and instead of getting ready for a battle they got they had a party a Babylonian bash and Belshazzar the king this young 
um, up, well, maybe he's not young. He probably was old. But in my mind, he's just one of these guys who's just cocky. Like, you know, they can't break through our walls. He throws a party. They have a, a drunken party. They, 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 they have all kinds of debauchery and immorality going on. And, and, and the, the worst thing of all the things that they did, the worst thing was they go and they get the temple vessels that were in Jerusalem uh, and the, the temple vessels for the God Jehovah and, and they bring them into the party and he's basically to say we conquered the God of these vessels and they poured wine the Bible says they poured wine in them and drank out of them just to defy the God of heaven and as they did I mean the, the God in his judgment he sent a giant hand that appeared in the room and wrote on the wall and uh, mene, mene, tekel, upharsin, which means uh, numbered, numbered, and weighed and divided, which means that, that, that Belshazzar's uh, empire had been numbered. His days were numbered. He'd been placed in the scale and found wanting. And God was going to divide his kingdom among the Medes and the Persians. And Daniel was called in because nobody could read the writing. And Daniel, because he's, he was good at uh, interpretation, uh, he was called in and the queen says, you got to talk to this guy, Daniel. He comes in, he reads the writing and he tells Belshazzar, you're going to be judged. And sure enough, that very night, um, the, the empire of Babylon is overthrown and Belshazzar is killed. The Medo-Persian army, they come and they take over this city almost without a fight as a direct fulfillment of the prophecy then in Nebuchadnezzar of Nebuchadnezzar's dream in chapter 2 where you know the head of gold that represented Babylon was replaced by the torso and the arms of silver and that's the Medo-Persian army and God knew that before it ever happened and we come to Daniel 6 and Daniel's been already been promoted in the new regime uh, King Darius sits on the throne and 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 he organizes his kingdom in a in a very wise way and uh, the Medo-Persian army was the largest or uh, the I'm sorry the Medo-Persian empire was the largest the world had ever seen and so Darius in, in order to uh, just manage what was going on he sets up all over the kingdom he sets these governors these princes they're called in verse one there's 120 of them and he sets them up all over the empire and those 120 answer to three executive leaders these presidents these these three main guys so you've got you've got the structure is the king and then one two three main presidents and then under them 120 princes and the princes uh, answer to the three main guys and the of the three main leaders Daniel was chief I mean he was literally just under the king in Darius then Daniel and there's three along with Daniel but among those three Daniel was chief and they were there to ensure honesty in the king's matters the king uh, there was already all kinds of issues that could happen in, a, in an empire like that and the king needed guys he could trust to run his his country now the reason Daniel was chosen is not stated but I think we can speculate we know that he had just had at the end of Daniel 5 he had just read the the interpretation of the writing on the wall and and I'm sure that story got to Darius you know not long after I'm sure Darius heard about this guy that can read this language and this giant hand showed up and, and God was going to judge Belshazzar and Daniel could read it and 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 that night Daniel had been made third in command 
In Belshazzar's kingdom, it was a very short-lived reign, but the truth is, uh, you know, you think about it, what seemed like such a fleeting and empty promise by Belshazzar, he said, I'll put scarlet on you and I'll put a gold chain around your neck and I'll make you third in command if you can read uh, what the writing says. And Daniel did, and for like eight hours, he was third in command. But I, I just, I think it's interesting though that I think God probably used that that Daniel had been placed back in prominent position there. God used that when the new regime came in and they're like, okay, who's in charge? And they say, well, this guy Daniel was just made third in command and, be, and, and he obviously then was kind of carried over into the new regime. And he had great experience in politics and he had, he had a position, he had experience with Nebuchadnezzar. He was clearly a gifted administrator. He was first among those three presidents Daniel wasn't just the cream of the crop, he was the cream of the cream of the crop. That's, that's the kind of man that he is. And don't misunderstand, Daniel was not motivated by ambition. He didn't set out to be the best. No, he got there because from an early age, he said, I'm going to stand with purpose and I'm going to do what's right even if nobody else does what's right. He had integrity. And not only that, he didn't just do it once, he did it day after day. He ate pulse day after day after day. He was not, he didn't just have integrity, he had faithfulness. He was consistent. And because of that, then God blessed him and, and put him in a position where he could have great influence because of his integrity and faithfulness. It, Daniel was blessed by God because of the kind of man that he was. Not only that, Daniel was preferred above the others because of his excellent spirit. And this is the second time that his spirit is mentioned here. The, the other time, let's look over in Daniel chapter 5, verse, verse 12. And um, this is the queen talking. Let's actually read all of what she says. Let's begin in verse 10. Daniel 5, verse 10. This is, again, after the hand shows up, writes on the wall. They don't know what it says. So the queen comes in. It says in verse 10, The queen, by reason of the words of the king and his lords, came into the banquet house... And the queen spake and said, O king, live forever. Let not thy thoughts trouble thee, nor let thy countenance be changed. There is a man in thy kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy gods. And in the days of thy father, light and understanding and wisdom like the wisdom of the gods was found in him, who the king Nebuchadnezzar, thy father, the king, I say thy father made master of the magicians, astrologers, Chaldeans and soothsayers, for as much as an excellent spirit... And knowledge and understanding, interpreting of dreams and showing of hard sentences and dissolving of doubts were found in the same Daniel whom the king named Belteshazzar. Now let Daniel be called and he will show the interpretation. It's not the first time that Daniel is mentioned as having an excellent spirit. The queen hadn't probably even been around him for years and years. Yet that's the one thing she remembered. He has an excellent spirit. I mean, clearly Daniel was a man who behaved with integrity in all that he said and all that he did. He was honorable. He was above reproach. He was a man of character. And before you think it's surprising that he's like this, he's been doing this since he was a teenager. I mean, he had always been a man of principle. He had always stood with purpose and he, he knew what was important and he, he let that guide him. No matter what anybody else did, he had this internal sense of morality and integrity and it drove him. And of all the things, listen, of all the things that Daniel excelled at, his most recognizable trait 
was his spirit. If the people that know you best were to list the top five things about you, would your spirit be mentioned? Would your attitude be mentioned? I mean, and, and, I, and by spirit, I don't even necessarily know. I'll let you define that, but I think of the fruits of the spirit like love and joy and peace and long-suffering or patience, gentleness, goodness, faith. When I say spirit, I mean that the Holy Spirit has worked so much in your life that it comes out in the way that you are. Would your attitude be described as excellent? So how should we understand what it means to have an excellent spirit? Well, one of the things that set Daniel apart was his wisdom and his discernment. That's obviously part of having an excellent spirit, but it goes deeper than that. To excel literally means, Daniel, the word is literally means to outshine. Uh, you looked at Daniel and you looked at the two guys next to him and they were all sharp guys, they had to be. But there was just a spirit thing about Daniel. He was preferred above those men. He excelled them in every area. But it, and it wasn't just about knowledge. It was about being trusted to do the right thing in every situation. The excellent spirit was in him, it says in verse 3. Then was Daniel preferred above the presidents and princes because an excellent spirit was in him. So understand, we could talk about his, his wisdom and we could talk about his intelligence. We could talk about his talent. We could talk about all these things that he could do. But what the verse is saying is there was something inside of him that was different. It's the spirit of God. And the spirit of God inside of him had changed him so much and, and made him so different than everybody else that you couldn't look at Daniel and the people around him and not think there's something different in this guy. Right. And listen, our, our spirit, it's the intangible part of us. Our body obviously is tangible. You can see it. You can feel it. It's the part you see, but the spirit is intangible. It's the hidden part that makes us who we are. And, and when a person dies, their spirit is no longer animating their body the real person is gone it's not truly them that body lying there so your spirit is who you actually are and my question in again tonight is this is the real you something that sets you apart i'm not talking about how you look we get too caught up in that don't we so caught up in how we look, how we appear, you know, how we, especially in this day and age, it's all kind of surface level. I'm not talking about how you look. I'm not talking about what you can do. There are plenty of people that just have an innate and, and natural ability to do certain things. It's just part of who, I mean, just something they can do. I'm not talking about what you can do. I'm talking about who you are. And would others say that you have a spirit that is excellent? Do you have an excellent attitude about things? Do you have, an ex do you have excellent integrity? I mean, when, when no one's watching, you're going to do right no matter what. And I know that sounds like a teenager thing or something you teach the children, but I, I mean, we need to hear that too. When no one's watching, are you trustworthy? When no one's watching, do you have excellent character? 
Do you have excellent drive to do your best and, and, and not just settle? Now God is more concerned, listen, God is more concerned with who you are than what you can do and what you look like and the talents that you have. He's much more interested in who you are as a person. That's why in the Sermon on the Mount, he didn't say, blessed are they that do this and do that. No, he said, blessed are they that are. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness. Blessed are, blessed are, the do comes later. So it's not about what you do, it's not about talent, it's not about looks, it's not about popularity, and it's not about charisma. It's about who you are. Amen. And that is what God is looking for. Yes, and before you think it doesn't matter, I just want you to consider the impact of Daniel's spirit throughout this whole text. I mean, it's just incredible. We already read in verse 10, but let's go back to Daniel 5 verse 10. I just want to see some, some impacts that he had. And, and here's the queen again. By the queen, by reason of the words of the king and his lords, came into the banquet house. And the queen spake and said, O king, live forever. Let not thy thoughts trouble thee. You know what the impact of an excellent spirit it can, be, can be? It can ease a troubled mind. So it took someone with an excellent spirit to calm the king. And, and I, mean, I don't know, he wasn't really calmed. But, but the queen said, when I, I've got somebody, his spirit is so excellent, you don't have to worry. He can help calm a troubled mind. And listen, you live and you work and, and around people every day that have troubles. I mean, you know, there, there are people with troubled minds. And I'm not saying that we're all perfect. That's not my point. I'm saying, though, that we have access to the Spirit of God and His help. And there are people that you see every day. They have no idea who God is. They've never met Jesus. They don't have the help of the Holy Spirit in their lives, engaging and, and comforting and guiding them. And you live and work and deal with people, troubled people all the time. And listen, it won't be your head knowledge that will ease their troubled minds. And it won't be your charisma that will ease their troubled minds. It will be your spirit. Amen. A spirit that in, the Holy Spirit works in you and it draws you to something beyond yourself. That's what will ease a troubled mind. What else does an excellent spirit impact? Verse 11, it says, There is a man in my kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy gods. And in the days of thy father, light and understanding and wisdom like the wisdom of the gods. It's twice the queen says this. And, and it, so another impact is it, it, it can point people to a supernatural source. So Daniel had, she says, Daniel had the spirit of a holy gods. He, he, she said his wisdom was this, the kind of from the gods and that his spirit was thought to be of divine origin and character. Now I'm not saying that the queen was right. I'm not saying that the queen had, had the, his source of spirit. I'm not saying that she got it right, but she knew that it was not of this world. And she didn't know about maybe Daniel's God, but she knew that his spirit was divi of divine origin and character. She knew that it came from someplace else. She didn't have the correct source in mind. There are no little G gods. There's only one big G God, and it's God the Spirit. And Daniel's spirit originated from God's spirit, and they just knew that something was different. And your spirit will point others to a supernatural source. 
I mean, I think about those in this room that, that I've watched suffer loss in your life and you've dealt with loss of a close loved one in, in, in the first, if, you know, I've been here almost five years and, and seen that happen in some of your lives. And listen, when I watch the spirit that is in you, then I, I, I have to say only God. Only God can do in their life what he's doing right now. It has to be of a supernatural source. I remember when, uh, I mean, early, early on in my, my ministry time there in Oklahoma, there's a family and their teenage son on a Sunday night got in a car with one of his friends and went driving and, and the friend was driving recklessly and, and wrecked the car and this young man, a teenager in our youth group, sophomore in high school, uh, was killed just like that. And I remember, you know, going, the funeral was, it was men's advance week, you know, and we're, we're trying to carry on and yet we're dealing with the loss of this young man and we had a good relationship. His name was Ben. And I remember going to the funeral the day before men's advance. You know, we've got 750 men coming in the next day and the funeral going on. And at the end of the service, you know, they had the casket up front and the Tradition there was for people to walk by the casket and, and then, you know, just the family sitting right there. And after just a few people walked by, Steve and Evelyn Fershaw stood up on the front row. And everyone that came by, I watched Steve and Evelyn comfort the people. It was their son in the casket. And, you know, there were a few hundred people, a couple of hundred high school students from the Stillwater High School there. And in my mind, I'm thinking... They may not come to the right conclusion, but they're going to know that this spirit is of a divine source. Only God can do something like that in somebody's life. And listen, the reason that you need an excellent spirit is because people around you all the time, they don't know where to turn in their greatest times of need. But if they will see you in your times of need have a stability and faith, they'll say that's got to be supernatural. And when their time of need comes, guess who they're going to turn to? They're going to turn to the one who they say, I don't know where it comes from, but it's got to be supernatural. A, an excellent spirit can also, three, it, it will usually make one more desirable for greater opportunities. 11, the second half of 11, it says, um, thy father, the king, I say, thy father made, made Daniel master of the magicians and astrologers and Chaldeans and soothsayers. And we can go back to Daniel chapter one when Daniel, uh, he stood with purpose and, and, and uh, the king made him, basically he made him over all the others and, and they rose to the top and they, they had a spirit in, about them that was better than everyone else and in all matters of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them, he found them 10 times better than the astrologers and, and the magicians and all that were in his realm. And, and so everywhere that Daniel was, every person that he was underneath, every authority that he had said, there's a spirit about this guy. I can't really put my finger on him, but I want him to have influence. And every time that he had an opportunity, um, it, it led to greater opportunities because of his spirit. And Daniel was made master because of his spirit. He was put in charge because of his spirit. And listen, an excellent spirit, the reason that you and I need an excellent spirit is because we want to open doors of opportunity with the lost. 
Too many of God's people miss opportunities to make a difference because they're just trying so hard to fit in. Just trying to be like everybody else. But if you want opportunities to make a difference, an excellent spirit's going to help you get there. Something else about an excellent spirit, number four, is, is, is someone with a great spirit will leave a mark, but someone with a great spirit and a disciplined mind can change the world. I mean, you can have a great spirit, but that's not all. Daniel, verse 12, look what he says. Look what it says. For as much as an excellent spirit and knowledge and understanding, interpreting of dreams and showing of hard sentences and dissolving of doubts were found in the same Daniel, the queen says. And so Daniel didn't just have... So what I'm saying is it wasn't just that Daniel had a good, humble spirit that you like to be around. No, he, he worked hard at gaining knowledge and having understanding and growing in his wisdom. In other words, he coupled what he, his spirit with, with how he used his mind. And he said, yes, an excellent spirit is important, but I'm not just going to stop at an excellent spirit. I want to, I, I want to discipline myself so I can know about things and talk about things. He had knowledge, but he also had understanding. And the word understanding means to achieve a grasp of the nature or significance or explanation of something. So Daniel wasn't just good at knowing. He didn't just have a bunch of useless facts. I mean, when I was a, a teenager, I used to love to read the World Almanac. I don't know why. There's just a bunch of weird random facts in there. And they don't, it does do, doesn't do me any good now. Okay? Um, and, and there's a lot of things you do in your youth you look back on and say, man, I wasted a lot of time doing that. Daniel didn't just read, just read random facts. No, he was able to look at a situation and grasp the meaning, the significance of it. You ever been around somebody like that? And you're, you're thinking, oh, this happened. And on the surface level, you say, oh, this happened. And then somebody comes in and says, well, yeah, you know why? And then they give you the why behind it. It's like, man, I, how did I not think about that? And it's like, you know, listening to some of these uh, radio personalities. I remember like Rush Limbaugh, you know, and he's passed on now, but, but, who he, but what, what he did really well is he wouldn't just look at a situation, he would analyze it and tell you what was going on below the surface. And, and I'm not saying I agree with him on everything, but a lot of guys have come along and tried to be him and they're not him. Because he had insight. And that's Daniel. He, he didn't just look at a situation and for surface level. No, he would give an explanation of it. He would interpret dreams. And, and he knew what God, basically he had God's mind on things. He would, it said he'd show hard sentences, she said. Which means he could explain difficult things to people and help them to understand it. And that's what, I, I mean, that's what you try to do when you're teaching. That's what you try to do when you're preaching is there's some hard things and you're trying to put it in words that'll help somebody understand it. Daniel was good at that. She said he's a dissolver of doubts, meaning that he could persuade when there was a truth that was in doubt or somebody had questions. Oh, he could persuade to the point that they no longer had questions. I'm just saying Daniel wasn't just a good guy. He wasn't just a humble person. No, he worked on his intelligence. He worked on his understanding because he knew if he has the right spirit, but he also develops himself in other areas. Just think about how much bigger of a difference he's going to make. Because I can tell you this, just a good old boy wouldn't have been put on the top three over those 120 in the kingdom. 
He wasn't just a nice guy. And that, that, may, that may be an excuse for some of us. And we say, well, I just don't have that personality. I'm not talking about a personality. I'm talking about a daily choice. And, and, and this is not limited to a personality. This is, this is open to all of us who have the Spirit of God working in us and have a desire to discipline our minds in order to make a difference. A great spirit. Next, it's not influenced by material gain. Look at verse 17. Then Daniel answered and said before the king, let thy gifts be to thyself. Give thy rewards to another. Yet I will read the writing unto the king and make known to him the interpretation. You know, that's when the king said, hey, if you'll read what the hand wrote, then we'll give you scarlet. We'll give you gold chains. I'll make you third in command. And Daniel said, leave thy gifts to thyself. I don't want what you're, what you're offering. That's not why I'm doing this. And what I appreciate, what this says about Daniel is he wasn't in this for self-promotion. He wasn't doing what he did for selfish gain. And I don't know, there may not be a more obvious mark of an excellent spirit than when a person is humble. Than when a person is selfless. When a person is not all about themselves. And I'm just to apply this in some areas. Listen, when you're in a conversation with people... If you have a way of always turning that conversation into being about yourself, then other people aren't looking at that and saying, well, that's an excellent spirit. And I want to encourage you, when you're in conversations, don't always make it about yourself. Daniel didn't. Yeah, I know that's a, that's a real direct, I'm just trying to help. I'm thinking about my own kids. That's the kind of stuff I want them to learn. Is that when you're in a conversation, would you, would you stop and, and listen Ask questions. Don't simply always give more information about something. And I appreciate that. We have folks in our church that are really good at that. When you have a conversation, you know, if they talk about something that happened to them, they're very quick to deflect and go to something about you and ask you a question. And I'm telling you, what I think when I meet with somebody like that and I talk to somebody like that, they have an excellent spirit. He said, I know it's just a spirit thing, but I'm telling you, you can put your finger on that one. And say, no, that's the kind of spirit that I want. That's the kind of spirit I want my children to have. And here's Daniel. He's not making it all about himself. No, the mind of Christ is, is, is when you have humility and you're about other people. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. And here's Daniel. He's not a, another trait of an excellent spirit. Is he, it's not afraid to speak the truth. I mean, so I'm not saying that an excellent spirit means you just never say anything that would be direct. No, sometimes you need to say something that would be direct. But, some, but you also always need to say it in a way that also shows love because the Bible says speak the truth in love. Verse 22, and thou his son, look what he says to Belshazzar, the king. He says, that's not humble thine heart, though thou knewest all this. It's the focus of our message last Sunday night. Here's Daniel talking to the king. That was risky. He took a risk to look at the king and say, you knew this stuff. And yet you still did what you did. But he had never been one to be afraid to do right. And there's something about doing right and letting God deal with the rest that some of us could learn from. Now, in other words, that we're not just always wondering, well, what are they, what are they gonna think about me? No, there are times where you just have to do the right thing, do it in love, do it in the right disposition, and then let God take care of all the rest of those things. I mean, there's a lot of traits, and I've got some written down here. Daniel, uh, his, great, his wonderful spirit, his excellent spirit, it wasn't particular to a personality. 
That's probably the biggest one that I want to, I just want you to hear tonight. You know, here's Darius, this new king. And before too long, Daniel's been promoted under him as well. I mean, he's promoted uh, um, from the very beginning. He's promoted. Uh, here he is talking to um, the guys in, in charge of him, in charge of his diet. He's going to them and, and he has influence there. He is promoted with Nebuchadnezzar. He was promoted with Belshazzar. He's promoted with Darius. And, and here's the thing. It's not just that Daniel had a certain personality that mixed really well. It's not that he had one guy that he really had influence with, and because he had influence with that one guy, then he had a long reign. No, no, consistently, man after man that Daniel interacted with, they promoted him. Everyone saw it. You see, a genuinely excellent spirit is so desirable that it will impact every, any personality type. And I just want to encourage you tonight, Daniel impacted three generations of kings. Which means that it was, this was genuinely who he was. It was not a personality thing. It was a daily choice. And, and I think sometimes we limit ourselves, we sell ourselves short and we say, well, I don't have that kind of spirit and, and I'm, you know, I'm just not really engaging and people don't really like me. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about every day waking up and saying, I'm going to make the most of this day. I'm going to serve. I'm going to be a blessing. I'm going to show kindness to people. I'm going to speak the truth when it needs to be spoken. But if I do, I'm going to do it in love. Because I want people to know that there is a God that's changing me from the inside. That there is God, the Spirit that has given me this Spirit. It is of a divine source. It's not me. No, it's God working in me and all these characteristics you know there are things that we're not going to get into all of it tonight but these characteristics some of them are hard but we need more people with an excellent spirit in our church I mean in our workplaces in our schools in our youth group in the couples class hey nobody said amen okay but in the college class, Brother Juan, we need people with excellent spirit. In the singles class there and in our city, in our culture. If you want more opportunities to make an impact, start with your spirit. And if you want to outshine those, I'm not saying it's about ambition, but if you're going to outshine those around you, all, the, all it takes, young person, is just to have an excellent spirit. Because you look around and all these young people out here, I mean, it's all about self. I mean, they would have taken the scarlet and they would have taken the gold chain and they would have said, oh yeah, third in, in, in the kingdom. No, but you want to stand out as a young person, just have a humble servant's spirit. And when you get a job, do whatever your boss says and do it with a happy smile. I'm telling you, you're going to stand out. And we need people like that, that, that others can say, boy, there's something different about them. If you want to make an eternal difference in people's lives, choose to have an excellent spirit. If you want to get promoted in your job, choose to have an excellent spirit. If you want to help draw people to be part of our church or, or if you want to talk to people about Jesus Christ, choose to have an excellent spirit. Have an excellent spirit at work. Have an excellent spirit in your conversations. Have an excellent spirit when you're driving. Okay, maybe not that one. Um, have an excellent spirit when you're hanging out with a youth group. 
Have an excellent spirit when you're at school. Have an excellent spirit when you greet a stranger. Have an excellent spirit when someone's name comes up and you're talking about them. Have an excellent spirit by not getting into the gossip and saying something about that person that ought not to be said, not to be said when they're not around. No, that's you can have an excellent spirit when that stuff happens. Have an excellent spirit when you're talking to people about people. Have an excellent spirit when you're dealing parents with when you're dealing with your children. You want to perpetuate an excellent spirit in the next generation it starts a lot of it starts with moms and dad have an excellent spirit at home have an excellent spirit with your spouse have an excellent spirit with everybody I'm just telling you you I guess the point is this that we need to choose to have an excellent spirit Amen. Daniel may have been inclined this way it may have been part of his personality but I'm telling you this he had to he still had to wake up and decide make a choice every day for 70 plus years in Babylon that he was going to have an excellent spirit. And I'm just saying tonight, if he can do it there, you can do it in your Babylon. Because here's a young man with nobody overseeing him. And every day he woke up and said, I'm going to have a spirit of excellence. I'm not saying it was easy, but I am saying it's possible. And before we wrap this up, let me give you one downside to having an excellent spirit. It'll make you a target. Because the very next verse, verse 4, Daniel 6, then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel. Why? Because he had an excellent spirit. So if you think, well, if I just have an excellent spirit, the pastor said everything's going to be easy and everything is going to go great and I'll never have to worry about anything again. Isn't this great? That was a little bit dramatic, but no, that's not the way it works. In fact, if you have an excellent spirit in a world of people that don't have an excellent spirit, that don't have the Holy Spirit working in them and giving them something of, from a divine supernatural source, you know what you're going to do? You're going to make them mad. You're going to convict them. Like heaping coals, hot coals on somebody's head. I don't literally, you know, I'm saying literally, but when you answer with kindness and somebody's angry, it's like heaping coals of fire on their head. And I've, and I've seen it, and I think you have too. When you have a spirit of a divine source and everyone around you has a spirit of sourness, you're going to be a target. But you know what you do if you become a target? Choose what? To have an excellent spirit. Because that's what Daniel did, and look what God let him do. You might find yourself being a target, but you'll also find yourself making a difference no one else gets to. I was visiting yesterday. My wife and I went and saw Brother Ray Vermom in uh, Sioux Center. He's in the in the assisted living there, and I walk, we walked in, and I opened the door, and he was asleep on his on his uh, powered recliner, and and I was thought about leaving, but then he woke up and caught me, and that would have been weird if I left at that point. So, so, so we were talking and just we're just sitting and talk talking to him and. You know, those of you that know, about 20 years ago, he had a stroke, and that really limited him physically. And and then a few, couple, few years ago, he had another one. It just really, it, it's just hard for him to get around. He he needs a lot of help. Miss LMA isn't always able to help him, and they're probably watching tonight because they they watch every service, and I'm thankful for him. So, Brother Ray, I'm sorry, I don't mean to embarrass you. Okay, if you're watching on live stream, but we were walking or we're talking yesterday, and and Brother. 
Brother Ray, out of nowhere, every time I visit him, he says, well, you know, I'm, I just, I'm here for a reason. I'm in here for a reason. I don't know what it is. He doesn't always necessarily like it. But every time he says, I'm in here for a reason, and God is in control, and God has a plan. You know, only someone who chooses to have an excellent spirit can say that. But I just want to say this, if Rave Ramon, with his physical limitations, in a place, he'd rather be at home, but he's in that home and they're trying to help him out. But if Rave Ramon, with his limitations, can choose to have an excellent spirit, then you and I have no excuses. And I just, if he can say it, then I need to say it. If he can choose it, then I need to choose it. It's a spirit thing. I can't put my finger on it, but there's just something about that spirit. And tonight, I just want to ask you, do you have an excellent spirit? Do you have a spirit of humility? Do you have a spirit of kindness? Do you have a spirit of, of servitude? Do you have a spirit of friendliness when there's someone that may not be part of the group? Are you the one going out of your way to help them feel welcome? Do you have a spirit of stepping outside your, your circle and, and reaching out to other people? Do you have that kind of a spirit? Do you have a spirit of hospitality? Do you have a spirit of just being helpful? I mean, on Sunday mornings, I love when our young guys, I look out and they're, they're the ones taking the chairs down and putting the tables up after men's prayer meeting. I mean, it means a lot to me. They're learning how to have the kind of spirit Daniel had. And I'm just saying, there's a lot of people in worse situations than we're in, and they've chosen to have an excellent spirit, which means it's possible for you and I. Do you have an excellent spirit? If not, maybe you need to just talk to the Lord about it tonight. If Daniel in his Babylon can have an excellent spirit, then I can have an excellent spirit in my Babylon. And I hope that you'll choose that tonight. Let's stand.